0: Fan Fiction Friday is back, and uh, (laughs) this is going to be very unhinged, but let's do it. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, November 18th, 2022. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Pattened for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It is Fan Fiction Friday. The return, folks, It is back. Some of you already know what that means, but I assume probably a lot of you don't because we've added quite a few subscribers, listeners, all that good stuff over the last year since the last time we did a Fan Fiction Friday. So Colby, tell the folks what we're doing today and what we're going to be doing on future Friday episodes.
1: Yeah, so basically
0: uh, Fan Fiction Friday is your guys's
1: chance uh, to uh, send your terrible trade offers to us to torture us. Um, that's more or less what it is. Uh, but, uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, we started this last year during the, uh, during the shutdown and, uh, we kind of came a fun way to interact with you guys. Uh, you guys have lots of trade ideas and you'd like to send them through in the YouTube comments and on Twitter and, you know, via email and all that stuff. And instead of trying to respond to to everybody and, and do all that, we just decided to, uh, collect some of the, some of the best ones we get and throw them into a show. And, uh, offer grades on the 2080 baseball uh, scouting scale. Uh 80 being just like the best trade we've ever seen, uh 20 being just not good. Um and we have had some 20s uh before. Most of the most of the the grades fall between 40 and 50 uh just because again, you know, making trades off the top of your head is incredibly hard and we're doing it with less information than the people who actually do it for a living. So, uh you know, we we try to we try to keep things you know, as neutral as we can when we talk about these trades and we'll, we'll be wrong on some where we'll say that's not very realistic. And then a trade will happen and it'll look pretty darn close to, to what happened. And we yep. just don't have all the information, um, <clears throat> that, you know, GMs do, or even that some of you guys do, we miss some stuff sometimes along the way too. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just a fun little exercise where we hear from you guys and you send us your trades. Um, and we, we, we discuss them a little bit, we throw a grade on them and, and, uh, yeah, it's mostly just a pretty kickback, um, you know, laid-back uh, type of show, and and we just toss around ideas, or let you guys toss around ideas, and, and Ty and I bat them around a little and uh, see if we uh, see what we like and what uh, what we think needs improving. But um, you know, last year was kind of a free for all, so we've decided to add a few rules this year. Uh, Ty's gonna go ahead and he'll he'll tell you the yeah. rules, but uh, pay attention to these guys. We're not gonna repeat this every Friday. We probably <laughs> will, but.
0: Well, Never. first of all, just want to say you know this is to to echo Colby. We're we're just having fun, you know, on this show. This is just a fun, relaxing way to kind of cap off the week here on the on the show. And uh, we're not saying that we know more than you, all that stuff. We're just looking to have some fun, react to your trades, all that good stuff. Uh, so the rules, because last year we got bombarded with a billion Brian Reynolds and Jose Ramirez trades. We are going to limit the number of trades that we cover over the course of the series this offseason. season. Uh, on certain players. So like Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna Jr. We will answer or we'll react to very few of those trades if we get them. And if they're not, you know, clearly troll trades that people are just making as a gag. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're a serious podcast here on the Locked On Mirrors podcast, though. No, but, you know, like we, we do want to actually give a you know, spotlight to the people that do uh, do the research and put effort into the trades and, and all that stuff. Like we, we do want to react to your trades um, if you put the work in. Second of all, speaking of putting the work in, uh, we are not going to be reacting to trades that basically leave it up to some form of interpretation. Like, we got a few trades uh, when we uh, first sent out our tweet asking for them this week on Twitter uh, that were basically like Jared Kelnick and Taylor Trammell and then like a double-A prospect. Okay, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, and we don't want to fill in the gaps mostly because we might get it wrong, right? We, we might not actually know what you're saying. And so we don't want to mess up what your actual trade proposal was and score it wrong because we misinterpreted what you were saying. So please have a full trade. If you're going to submit a trade, please have a full trade with names. And if you're going to you know, involve cash in the deal as well, uh, we want to hear the exotic, exact amount of cash. Like it doesn't have to be like five 5.3 million. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be down to the penny. But like, you know, say like $5 million or, or whatever yeah. if you want to trade Marco Gonzalez, et cetera, all that. So Even even, like,
1: half the contract or whatever. Like, mm. like you don't know what the contract is, but you want to include cash or whatever. Just give us a, a percentage that you'd want Seattle or the other team to eat. At least give us that to work with.
0: Yeah. All right. So after that very long-winded explanation of what Fan Fiction Friday is and the rules and guidelines that we have, it's time to get into the trades. We're going to answer as many as we can on here. We uh, strictly went to Twitter, and we're going to make this a thing where we kind of alternate the platforms uh, so we don't get too many uh, you know submissions so one week will be Twitter the next week will be YouTube the next week after that will we'll be Twitter if it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if it still exists yeah uh, if it still we'll, exists we'll see uh, but next YouTube week will probably email, be baby. but if you're on YouTube right now and you want to be a part of this next week I think we're doing YouTube uh, we also have an email we might do just email submissions for one week we'll see alright let's get into the first trade here from Chowder Headed Yokel on twitter love that name pretty sure that's a twin peaks reference so shout out to twin peaks jesse winker or marco gonzalez and abraham toro to the mets for luis Guillerme. colby what do you think
1: yeah i like the idea of guillorme mostly because that's a guy we haven't heard a lot we haven't talked a lot about um but i i think there's some problems with uh with this deal most notably uh, the Mets are a team that's already well over the luxury tax threshold. Um, they have players they want to resign. You know, Brandon Nimmo is still a guy they need to get done. Uh Taiwan Walker is still floating around out there. Um, you know, they they have players that they want to keep. And also it's it's and obviously already very expensive players on their roster. So in this trade, Guillermé, who is uh ARB one, he's only gonna make about a million five this year, uh, give or take. Um, you know. Whereas Winker and and Toro are going to be worth around ten million dollars, uh, that's that's something that eh, I I don't think the Mets are going to want to do. And also, this trade doesn't absolutely make them better. There's still a lot of risk uh, in Jesse Winker and, and Abraham Toro. I just after the year he had, it's hard to imagine that there's really any value um, in his name. So um, I, I like the I, I like the the creativity of of going outside the box with the second base solution. Uh, but there are issues with with the player too. He doesn't hit for much power, um, you know. Just kind of honestly feels pretty much Abraham Toro, Sam Haggerty ish. So I think I would just rather roll with Winker if I were the Mariners, and I think if I were the Mets, I would just prefer if I'm going to spend nine million dollars on my ball club, I'll just go out into free agency and and, and get somebody I feel better about than than Jesse Winker, um, yeah. Marco, and Marco doesn't really fit either uh, because again. I'll just go sign a number five that I like more than Marco. I'd, I'd rather just go pay the extra for Taiwan Walker than trade mm. for Marco. So um, I think it's, you know, I, I think it's uh, interesting. Uh, I think the valuation's just a little too far off. So I probably give it like a, I'll go 45.
0: Yeah, uh, on the 2080 sc- uh, scale, 50 is usually like really good. But for me, just kind of in this practice, uh, this exercise rather, uh, 50 is kind of the average, right? Because it's in, it's right in the middle. <laughs> so I'll go mm-hmm. 50 because I think this is pretty much right in the middle, uh, mostly for the creativity because we haven't heard Luis Guillorme's name really at all. Um, so kudos on that uh, but i agree with everything that colby said specifically when it comes to the uh, the financial side of things for new york and when it comes to the concerns over winkers um you know recent surgeries and all that uh so trade number two here comes from anthony Neal. it's another winker trade jesse winker and perlanda Baroa for glaber torres glaber torres it's only 25 years old, Colby, coming off of a 2.7 F4 season or 4 uh, B-War, depending on which outlet you prefer. Uh, he hit 24 home runs, 115 WRC+. Plus. Pretty good, and he's under club control not only for this year but next year, and I believe it was Joel Sherman who today said the Mariners have some interest in Gleyber Torres. So what do you think about this deal?
1: Yeah, Gleyber Torres is interesting, um, and it's, it's kind of been... I think we had a few trade offers that involved Glaber. So apparently this is something that uh, of Mariner fans and Yankee fans have been thinking about quite a bit. Um, as far as the trade uh, the trade package itself goes, it feels a little light. I think Jesse Winker is actually a pretty good fit for Yankee Stadium. Uh, but again, because Glaber is 25 years old and he's got two years of club control, and I don't know what his ARB number is. I guess I could look that up while you talk. But... Um, <laughs> It feels light. It feels a little light to me. Uh, yeah. Speculated that the Mariners have the type of relievers the Yankees are looking to add. Um, obviously, that happened today uh, after you sent this question, but um, I, I think a reliever swap for, for Glaber makes a little more sense. I do think Torres is a good fit. Uh, well, I think he is a fit for Seattle, and I do I do understand why the Yankees might want to move him. They just signed uh, kiner Falefa today also uh, yep. to – deal so that's kind of a shortstop slash second baseman um, slash third baseman slash catcher um, so yeah I, I feel like uh, it's definitely possible that they uh, that they'll move uh, Glaber Torres so uh, this one's pretty good I think it's a little I think it's a little off in terms of valuation so I'm going to give it a, a 45 though
0: yeah, again, for the concerns over Winker's sur- recent surgeries and just overall struggles, the fact that he's going to cost eight million dollars, uh, and is only you know a one year guy, <clears throat> I don't know if Baroa uh, closes the gap enough uh, because of those concerns. Uh, but maybe I'm just overvaluing Glaber Torres. I don't know. Maybe I'm overvaluing his value to the Yankees. I I, I really don't know. But Baroa is a guy that probably ends up in the bullpen eventually. Um, mm-hmm. You know some really loud stuff, but just can't really find the strike zone. Mostly he's one of those guys uh, He's also going to take a 40-man spot and that's a little bit more valuable to the Yankees right now than to the Mariners. So uh, I just uh, I don't know if this one yeah. works um, But yeah, maybe someone like Matt Festa or, or Paul Seawald or someone like that works here in a deal with the Yankees uh, right. I'll give this deal uh, 45
1: Uh, glaber by the way estimated to make 9.8 million dollars this year okay so no salary savings in the in the winker swap either for the yankees so yeah the the financial
0: yeah the financial aspect of this means less than it does to the mets yeah Um, but yeah so I, i i am not really accounting for that but i just think player for player value wise i don't know if it necessarily lines up uh so so what are you giving this one again
1: uh, 45, I think.
0: Cool. All right, so we got more trades coming up. Just a uh, just in a moment, real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts you're listening to locked on mariners podcast it's fan fiction friday here thank you so much for making us your first listen let's get into trade number three here this one comes from tyler cartwright chris flexen Penn murphy and tom murphy to the red Sox for kike hernandez who just recently signed an extension now colby you know how much i love kike hernandez but how do you feel about kike hernandez
1: He's fine. I I mean that's literally how I feel about. He's fine, but I think if you're the Mariners, um, you're losing more with this trade than you're getting back. Uh, Kike certainly you know play the outfield, can play some second base. He's he's a he's a solid player. Um, But we look at what the Mariners are losing here. They're losing a kind of a solid middle reliever. Uh, They're also losing a a really valuable backup catcher who, you know, traditionally crushes left-handed pitching. Which makes him a pretty good fit uh, with Cal Raleigh, um, you know. So I, I, I think Tom Mur- also Murphy, by the way, <clears throat> Tom. I should I should clarify. Yep. Uh, Tom Murphy is is viewed as uh a, like a big uh, voice in that in that clubhouse. He's a he's a big locker room guy. Uh, I don't, I mean he's not a team captain. The Mariners don't have those, but mm. he does carry that kind of uh, veteran presence. And you're probably going to lose Mitch Haniger this winter. Uh, you, you want guys like Tom Murphy in your clubhouse, so I think Murphy's value extends even a little more beyond what he brings to the field. Uh, so yeah, to me, this is no. I, I don't think the Mariners get good enough. Um, <clears throat> I don't think the Mariners. I don't think the Mariners get better enough to sacrifice uh, Tom Murphy uh, in this particular deal. I, I like I, I like Kike. He's a solid player. And the Mariners aren't giving away a a ton here, but they are giving away, you know, very valuable pieces uh, for their current roster build. So for me, this one's a no. Yeah, I
0: think it creates more problems than it solves. And, you know, again, I really like Kike Hernandez. I think you're overvaluing Kike Hernandez in this deal, personally, because he's coming off of a uh, not a great year. He was injured for most of it. Then he slashed 222, 291, 338 with a 75 WRC+. The year before that, you know, he had a really good postseason, but he also, in the regular season, slashed 250, 337, 449 with a 109 WRC+. He was a 3.9 F4 player, which is good. Don't get me wrong. And he was valuable defensively. can play second base, can play in center field, can play any outfield spot. Uh, but, you know, and before that, the two years, uh, two years before that with, uh, with LA, he was an 86 WRC plus guy and an 81 WRC plus guy. So for, you know, one year of a low end number four, high end number five starter and Chris Flexon for multiple years of a pretty good reliever that seems to be on the rise and Penn Murphy, you know, middle, uh, middle inning type of reliever. And then for one of your clubhouse leaders and Tom Murphy, uh, who would, suddenly open up a a backup catching spot on your roster and now you have to solve that issue. Maybe that's just, you know, Cooper Hummel or uh, Luis Torrens or whoever, but also, you know, Murphy is a nice piece to have because if Murphy plays the way that he did to start this year and plays the way that he did, you know, a couple years ago, I mean, you probably have the best catching position in all of baseball between Raleigh and Murphy. So, I'm gonna give this one and also you know Kike's making a little bit of money. I'm sure that would you know even out I don't know I don't have the specific numbers here, but I'm sure that would even out a little bit with uh, Murphy's money and, and Flexen's money. but overall I just this seems like a lot for a guy that's not particularly a great hitter or hasn't been for the most part and basically gives you the same versatility defensively maybe a little bit better than Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty.
1: Yeah, I I just think you can go buy Kike Hernandez, go buy his bat, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the market, um, <clears throat> or maybe they even find a, a better outfielder to trade for for less. So uh, for me, I'm going to give this one. I'll also give it a 45 though, because again, Kike is is pretty. Uh, it's it's not a name we've heard a lot, um, and also you know uh, you know Mur- this might be the first trade I've seen all winter that includes Tom Murphy. So yeah. I think that's pretty
0: interesting. Uh actually I don't think I gave it a score. Um thirty-five for me actually. Cause I just I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot from the Mariners side. Ty is such a player hater. Anyways. Yeah, Clearly. Yeah, I'm a player slammer. I'm a I'm a click baiter, all that stuff. <laughs> notorious. <laughs> notorious. Uh Peter has a deal. This one's really interesting because this is prospects on prospects on prospects. Emerson Hancock Berlanta Baroa to St. Louis for Mason Wynn. Former two-way player, now he's just hitting. He's not pitching anymore. Uh, they they just want him to hit. A lot of speed here, good defense, all that stuff. Not a lot of power, but good contact skills. What do you think about Mason Wynn and uh, dealing Emerson Hancock and Perlander Barra for him? I I would pass. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I, to be honest with you, uh, I I feel like I like Mason Wynn. I think he's a pretty fun prospect. Uh, I also feel like, you know, uh, St. Louis probably doesn't pull the trigger on this trade anyways. Uh, but if I'm the Mariners, I, I would much rather, uh, continue to develop my arms. It's my strength. It's what I'm good at. Uh, Barroa is already on the 40 man too. So that's, you know, going to be an issue with St. Louis, not a huge one, but it is something that they'll have to counteract. Um, you know, Barroa is probably a guy who can help the Mariners this next year out of the bullpen and still has a chance to start. Uh, and Hancock, I feel like you're selling a little low on him if you trade him right now. Personally, I don't think Hancock is like like what I thought Hancock could be coming out of Georgia. I I no longer think that, but I still think he's you know got a really good shot to be a number four or a number three starter. Um, I think that selling him now would be selling low. And as much as I like Mason Wynn, which is quite a bit, uh, I just feel like the Mariners are better off you know sticking to their strengths and uh, developing the starting pitching that they have. Um, is isn't close enough to the big leagues or good enough of a prospect for me to give up two
0: arms that conceivably could help me in 2023. Agreed. Wynn just doesn't do enough for me, I like him as a prospect. He's mm-hmm. a really fun prospect, but I also really like Emerson Hancock more than Colby does <laughs> admittedly, but I, I do like Emerson Hancock a lot. I like Perlano. a
1: He's still like number six or seven for me in my prospect yeah. rank. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. not that I hate Emerson Hancock. It's no, just, no, no,
0: no. no eh, actually, you know. he hates Emerson Hancock, just like, you know, I obviously <laughs> hate Kyle Lewis. If oh, you were up boy, on Twitter today, you start. know let's all about start. that. But yeah, yeah. I'm 50, not, grand. I'm not going, 50 grand. 50 grand. I'm not, going, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, I like the creativity of this deal. Yep. I'll give it a 50 as well. It's a fun one, uh, too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got Josh Games he says i'm new to the sort of thing and this is probably awful so don't roast me too much but too late too late taylor trammell and diego castillo to the marlins for joey wendell and jake eater this one's really 20 interesting grade. 20 grade <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> trash trash josh never Garbage. trade ever <laughs> <laughs> Now our our, now our listeners have to burn their eyes after watching that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, seriously though, this is a pretty interesting deal. What do you think about it? You you're a Joey Wendell. You're as close to being a Joey Wendell Stan as you can be. So, <laughs> w- what do you think about this? By Stan, you mean? Oh yeah, I like that guy. as my utility man? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: That's, that's standing a guy, I guess. Um, right. So here's the deal. I I, I think. Honestly, Trammell and, and Castillo for Wendell is it probably gets it done. Um, Wendell's only got a year left. He's a little bit pricey. He's not a great fit, but he can play second. He can play third, makes a ton of contact, not a ton of power. Um, he's just a good, solid player. Uh, so I, I still do like Joey Wendell. I would prefer him to be the utility guy, but if he's your starting second baseman, that's probably okay as long as you add another impact bat in the outfield. Yep. Um, I don't see, uh, I don't see was Eder or eater edder right yeah eater? either or uh, either well, or whatever either. I, <laughs> eater or huh? uh eater but or, yeah, I don't see yeah. the Marlins trading him to be quite honest with you. he's you know he's 6 foot 4 215 lefty night upper 90s fastball wipeout slider pretty good changeup throws lots of strikes he's a legit uh potential middle of the rotation guy uh and the Marlins aren't close enough uh in that NL East to to trade, uh, you know, a, a guy who could start for them in a few years, not for Taylor Trammell, who doesn't really provide much right now, at least at the major league level, and Diego Castillo. I think where this might get interesting is if you proposed a Kelnick for Eater swap straight up. Um, mm-hmm. We know the Marlins are desperately looking for center fielders. I I don't know how they feel about Kelnick. Um, maybe they feel like Trammell and Kelnick are similar, and maybe that's how this deal gets done. Uh, but I think Castillo for for Wendell is is pretty close. Um, I think they probably want a prospect or two mm-hmm. instead. But uh, it certainly is interesting. Again, more unique names that we haven't really talked about much. Uh, I like Eater quite a bit, which is unfortunately why I don't think this trade. Uh, I don't think this trade happens. I know the Marlins have a ton of starting pitching, but yeah. you just that doesn't mean you just give it away.
0: Yeah. So I I I think Eater is overkill in the still. Um, but I'll still give it a 50 for the creativity yep. of it. Um, maybe a 48, but so like a low end 50, but yeah, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I like it overall. I think Jermell and Castillo is pretty good comp for one year of Joey Wendell. Cause he was a pretty good player this past season. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's going to sure. cost you something. It's going to cost you some Castillo is an interesting flyer for Miami to take and maybe, you know, trade at, at the deadline or whatever. Um, and he's not so crucial to the Mariners' bullpen that it's like, oh my God, we traded Diego Castillo. And Tremel right now at this point just does not have a path to the Major League roster uh, in Seattle, yeah. considering the things that they want to get done. Obviously, Mitch Hanniger is a free agent, but they've added Teoscar Hernandez. They've said that they want to add another outfielder. So, yeah, I just don't see how uh, Trammell kind of factors into the Major League plans for the Mariners. Uh, what's your uh, grade on this again? I'll give it a 50. I think it's pretty close to being a, a realistic uh, trade.
1: Uh, I think if you had swap Kelnick for for Tremel, I think it's a, a solid fifty. Uh,
0: mm. Right now, I'm like forty five to fifty somewhere in that range. Yeah, I feel like even with Kelnick, it might be a fifty five. Like that might actually be like pretty good. I think you
1: probably have to add a little more, but yeah, I think it's possible. Um, and yeah. maybe if you had done something like Sixto Sanchez instead of Eater, uh, that would make even more sense. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely a good thought, though.
0: I like it. All right, so we got a few more trades coming up here. But first, a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you want to listen up right now. Locked On Mariners listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it: in an emergency, twenty four seven professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology, exclusively from Simply Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 per day. That's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guess, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at slash locked on MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafecom locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So let's get into trade number six. Colby, this one comes from our good buddy, Chris. He says, uh, I saw this on Ben Clemens' Fangraphs chat today. I don't know which day it was. Oh, there it is. This was on November 16th. He said he'd do it for uh, both teams. White Sox get Marco and Winker. Mariners get Lurie Garcia, Kendall Graveman, and a lotto ticket prospect. Alright, so, yeah, we're, we're <clears throat> kind of breaking our rule here, because this does leave a little up to interpretation, but this was... A deal that was proposed by someone else in another chat and Ben Clements who's legit on fangraph said he would do it. So I, I do want to acknowledge this one. Uh, Garcia to me is just like he's useless. Like, he's worth $5 million. He was a 39 WRC plus guy this year. You have you know Sam Haggerty and Dylan Moore and those guys on your roster right now. I don't really see a use for Larry Garcia, but I mean if it levels out the money then fine. Uh, Kendall Graveman though, that'd be a fun ad and you know, I like Graveman. I I know the clubhouse really likes Graveman. So, uh, that would be, uh, that would be a cool reunion. Um, he's making, I think $8 million over the next two years or $8 million each over the next two years. Uh, Marco's making what, six and a half and then 12, I think, and then a club option and Winker's got the $8 million this year. So it more or less lines up. Uh, so what do you think about this?
1: Depends on the prospect. Um, <clears throat> there would be something kind of funny about reacquiring Kendall Graveman after a certain somebody tried to roast the uh, the GM for trading him in the first place. Wow. Um, so that'd be pretty funny. Uh, also, it would be hilarious to see the uh, the White Sox try to solve their outfield defense problem by going and getting another guy who should probably only play first base to uh, to play left field for them. That's that's kind of on brand. So I think it's interesting. Um, I certainly wouldn't object to it as a Mariners fan. Uh, you know, Graveman is is valuable. He's helpful. So uh, to me, I, I think I, w- I would probably do this deal. I, I'd like a decent prospect back though, because, like you said, I'm basically taking Laurie Garcia off of your hands for you. Um, you have to pay me to do that because I have mm-hmm. I have Laurie Garcia at home, right? Like a couple of guys who could be Laurie Garcia. So. Uh, I, I think it's better. interesting <laughs> yeah honestly they're better right significantly
0: uh, I would even say at this
1: point. right right so yeah I I think I would probably do this trade I think it's interesting I think it's I, again I think it's hysterical that you know Graven would come back and the White Sox would take on another corner outfielder who really should not be playing in the outfield to try and fix their their athletic athleticism problem so uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a pretty interesting trade. I'd probably give it like a 55.
0: Yeah, so this was technically not Chris's trade. This is the, the, whoever it was in the fan graph. Cheated chat. Chris. Yeah, so Chris, you get a full grade bump down 40. Fair <laughs> <laughs> enough. But it would be a 50 otherwise. Okay. But Chris, because you cheated, no. <laughs> All right, trade number seven comes from Aiden. Aiden, who was notorious last offseason for coming through with these incredibly minor deals, (laughs) and he's right on brand again with this one. Nationals receive Mariners prospect Spencer Packard. Hmm. And the uh, Mariners receive right-handed pitcher, right-handed reliever, rather, Yarlene Susana. So, Colby, what do you think about Susana? Uh, he's way too good to be
1: traded for Spencer Packard. Um Susana's you know 100 plus fastball, really good slider. Again, he's he's a young guy, he's not going to be around until like 2025, 2026. Uh he's going to walk guys. It's it's just it's a power arm right now. It's basically what it is. Uh but I think the I think the Nationals believe that he has a chance to start. Uh they think he's going to throw mm-hmm. plenty of strikes, so like would you trade young Andres Munoz for you know a essentially a guy who probably caps out as a 4A outfielder. No, you wouldn't. So, uh, <clears throat> Aiden, I like that you're, you're back. And I like that Ty kind of picked like two legacy fan fiction Friday veterans who each have their own little stick that they like to stick with. But, uh, this is not one of your better efforts, buddy. Spencer Packard is just not worth that quality of prospect. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm disappointed that I have to give you a 30. I just, I damn, no, Damn. Uh, Spencer Packard is just a dude that's yeah
0: yeah I mean like he had a pretty good year but yeah he's he still seems he's like he's just yeah he still seems like he's just a guy uh, Susana still 18 years old like I said he's probably gonna be a reliever at the end of this because yeah. like he's you know really struggling with command but he's also 18 years old so he's got a lot of time to develop uh, I just I don't see it uh, like Colby said big fastball potentially a really good slider as well I just mm-hmm. I I don't see them trading that for for Spencer Packard. Plus, they don't really need, you know, the Nationals specifically don't really need someone that's closer to the big leagues. They can wait it out on Susana. I mean, plus, by the way,
1: Packard's just turned 25 years old. He's only played in high A ball. Hasn't even gotten a double A as a 25-year-old. And he was old even for the Arizona Fall League uh, that he played in this year. He's almost two years older than the average player in Mm -hmm. the Arizona Fall League. So all of his numbers that he's putting up have to come with a huge asterisk, so no. Just
0: yep. no, not gonna happen. So I'm gonna go 30 as well on this. I'm sorry, Aiden, but you, you you gotta you gotta you gotta go back to the drawing board on that one. All right. Last trade of the day comes from another legacy fan fiction Friday trade, I don't know, submitter, I guess. Daisy and the dingo. Mariners get Tommy Edman. Blue Jays get Chris Flexen. This is a three-team deal, folks, and Daisy and the Dingo is uh, is is uh, notorious. For, yeah. Yes. Daisy Daisy and the Dingo is very notorious for their uh, three-team trades. So, Tommy Edmond to the Mariners from the Cardinals. Blue Jays get Chris Flexen and Matt Brash, and the Cardinals get Danny Jansen. Now, Tommy Edman was like top 5 in National League war for a while. I don't know if he mm-hmm. still was. He was like one of the best defenders in all of baseball this year. Yep. And that was really, really, uh, you know, what was driving uh, that high war. But what do you think about this deal? Because I mean, Jansen's a really nice piece for the Cardinals. You know, the Mariners are giving up a really nice piece in Brash, especially if you know maybe the the Blue Jays value him as a starter. I think this deal was also submitted before the Teoscar deal. Um, so, but uh, you know, the Blue Jays still need pitching. I still think that Chris Flexen makes sense for the Toronto Blue Jays. So. I think all of this you know makes sense. I can see where Daisy and the Dingo's head was at, but this is you know three team trades are especially really complicated, and this is a pretty big deal. So I don't I don't know. I I feel like I can't give this more than a fifty. It also kind of feels like it's it might be like a thirty five or a forty. So I don't know. Let me sit on this one. Let me let me hear what you say before uh, before I decide on my score.
1: Yeah, I wonder if the the Cardinals would. Would trade because essentially what this is is would the Cardinals trade Edmund for Danny Jansen straight up? I kind of doubt it. I, I think the Cardinals believe that they could go ahead and and just sign you know Wilson Contreras or or Omar Narvaez. I think they think they could find a little bit better of a player uh, for Tommy Edmond. Uh, Edmond's interesting. You know he's got three years of club control left. He's coming off a five win season. It's almost certainly going to be his career year. Um, you know, the bat honestly is, is quite similar to Colton Wong, who we talked about yesterday. Yep. Um, and honestly, I, I'd probably bet on Wong's bat, uh, over Edmund. So, you know, how super valuable is second base defense? Mm. I mean, for the Mariners, this comes down to, to run prevention, essentially, you know, Edmund, a well, 108 WRC plus, which is good, but certainly not elite, but are you going to give up more runs from trading Matt Brash? Uh, then you save from you know going from Edmund to Glaber or, or Wong or Xander or whoever they bring in to play second base. So uh, I, I get the thought process. You know the Cardinals certainly need a catcher. Uh, the Blue Jays certainly need pitching, and the Mariners need a second baseman. So it all makes sense in that way. I just think the valuation's a bit off here. I I don't think I think I think the Cardinals are the stumbling block here. I think. You know, yeah, I think uh, the Blue Jays would trade uh, Danny Jansen for Flexen and Brash in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that the Mariners, uh, I don't think they would take Edmund for Brash. I'm not saying they wouldn't. I, I think it's possible. But I think this thing falls apart at the Cardinals because they're giving up their you know, all-star second baseman. I think a guy who got MVP votes this year, uh, they're giving him up for a, a good but not great catcher straight up. It, it feels light on the Cardinals' side, so I'd probably go ahead and give this one like a... Because, it because you know, you have to qualify it as it's a three-team deal, so difficulty goes up a little bit, um, I, I'd still give it a 50 because it's creative and it's difficult uh, a difficult mm-hmm. trade to, to come up with. So uh, I think it's pretty solid, but I, I think it falls apart at the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, 50 is the most I'm willing to give it. I kind of feel 45 on this, though, uh, because the Cardinals are... are- are a big hang up i feel like the mariners either the Mar, actually maybe the blue jays need to chip in a little something extra here over to uh st louis along with jansen um i don't know it's complicated these three team deals are really complicated i don't know how actual general managers and you know execs hammer these things out because they're just ridiculous um they're incredibly chaotic and uh, hard to sift through but yeah, I, I, you know, it's really creative. Um, Edmonds a really good player. You know, not a great hitter, obviously. Like you, like you said, one hundred and eight WRC plus doesn't hit for a ton of power. Only thirteen home runs this season. Last two years, he was a ninety WRC plus guy. So, you know, this was kind of an outlier year for him a little bit. Uh, his best season offensively was his rookie season back in twenty nineteen, uh, and that year he was a three point eight F four guy in uh, ninety two games. Uh, there, there's some risk involved there because like. You know what if the bat regresses right like you have a really good defender at second base but that only takes you so far right you need some mm-hmm. offensive production from that from that spot so yeah uh, I just don't know if the the cost justifies Tommy Edmond for the uh, for the Mariners cuz like you said you know it's a run prevention thing and yeah I'm sure the Mariners would really like Tommy Edmond because he's big on run prevention but so is Matt Brash. <laughs> and yeah you know Maybe now that you know Eric Swanson's out of town, maybe the the Mariners see some value in, in Chris Flexen sticking around too. Maybe they see mm-hmm. Flexen coming out of the bullpen and and you know maybe getting him to throw that slider a bit more. Who knows? Um, all right, so that's uh, that's gonna do it for Fan Fiction Friday, our first Fan Fiction Friday of the off season. We're gonna be doing more of these, like I said. And we're probably going to be kicking it to you guys on YouTube. We'll uh, we'll make a post on YouTube on our YouTube page for you guys to uh, submit them there, and we'll pick our favorites out of there and uh, react to those uh, on next Friday's show. Um, obviously, if there's like some big news item that happens on a Friday that we need to get to. Fan fiction friday will probably get pushed back or whatever we'll still get to it but it might not actually happen on on that friday but uh, that's a very specific situation um anyway <clears throat> that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast uh, for Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, if it still exists by the time you're watching this, at LO underscore Mariners. Uh, you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's cpat one You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast featuring the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a... beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you next week peace